Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. This is episode 27. I am your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Bob Lucius. Bob, hello. Hey, Rick, what's going on, brother? This is, uh, this is another great podcast you got lined up for us today, and I'm so excited to jump into this because it's been that kind of week. I know. We've got a lot going on, uh, certainly going on here, uh, the podcast. We Coming up next, we've got uh, another reaction to the Falcon and Winter Soldier, so that's going to be to the f- finale. And then we'll, uh, we'll let everybody know what uh, the next uh, episode, uh, 29, is going to be. That's going to be fun. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Um, yeah, lots going on in the Facebook page, too. I mean, listen, if you have not done so yet... There is still time. If you are listening to this when this drops on Wednesday morning, you have until noon today to vote in the final of the Cap Madness. This is the bracket that we have for that. It was 32 Cap artists over the last 80 years. Uh, then we every day we had a vote. It got down to Sweet 16, then the Elite Eight, the final four, and now... We've got our final, you know, it's, it's, we don't know who it is, Bob, because we're recording this ahead of time. If I had to guess, I'd say it's probably Jack Kirby, Mike Zek. What do you think? I think that, I think that's probably pretty accurate. That seems to be where the trend lines are heading, but I will say this, Rick, I will say that uh, if, if the listeners thought the last year's presidential elections was contentious, they haven't seen anything until they visited Cap Madness. <laughs> well, yes, uh, I but I, I'll say, listen, I think most part uh, it has a bit contentious. I'd say most part people have been voting for theirs and making stating the cases for their who they like more. I, I think there's been a lot of gnashing of teeth and uh, and, uh, you know, fretting uh, because it's like, oh, but I like both of these artists. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Look, I, that's how it is. That's just how it is, right? You, you're gonna like you, many times. You're gonna like both artists, but which one do you like just a little bit more? And don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty if you've, you know, it's not like you're. Well, if I vote for this artist, then it says I don't like this artist. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. say that at all. It just says if you had to pick, this is the one that you like a little bit more. Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, contentious was was too strong. I, I meant spirited. It's been spirited. And, and like you said, folks don't need to be upset about this. This People are still going to get work, I think. This isn't going to impact <laughs> their uh, their marketability and uh, future work for you know Marvel or any of the other publishers. So yes, just have yes. fun. It is. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll have to figure out what the next one's going to be. Um, I may not have to wait until next March to start the next one. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe this will be a quarterly thing. Uh, because of the reaction that we've been getting. So I don't know. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I won't lie. But it has been a lot of fun. So we appreciate everybody uh, who's been participating. We appreciate um, the comments. We appreciate the feedback. And uh, and also we appreciate the artists that have uh, chimed in as well. That's that's always fun seeing their reaction. So very cool. Um, so let's get into this new uh, what, what, what we're covering today, right? We, we figured we'd get into something that's been a little trending right now. 
uh, which is, if you haven't heard, there's this uh, series on Disney Plus called Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. We've been doing some reaction podcasts. Hopefully you've been listening to those as well. Uh, but now uh, we figured we'd go into our pool list at the, uh, at the, at the comic book shop. Well, what's, what, what have we been waiting on? And, and that was uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries, which uh, just finished up uh, not, not too long ago with the issue five. It was a little delayed. Um, and so we figured we'd, we'd cover those five issues today. Yeah, this is really great because uh, it's not only is it timely, but it is a it's a it's a it's a sleeper favorite. I mean, uh, most folks that I've talked to that have read this series have absolutely loved it, and uh, and I loved it. So, um, I think this is this is a great choice, Rick. Uh, so speaking of local comic shops, uh, I know I've mentioned mine before, uh, which is Comic Fortress uh, here in Central New Jersey, um, and uh, you know. You know, I want to give them a little pluck because uh, they have an awesome website that you can go to if uh, if you really want to get into anything that is uh, statues, collectibles, action figures, uh, hot toys, which, uh, you know, uh, are hot right now. And, you know, they've they've got a huge selection um, and or you could just go on their website and check out their photos and just see what they've got, because it's pretty impressive when you go into the store, uh, all the glass cases that they have. Um, it, it's just one thing after another, after another. Uh, it's really cool. So go to uh, comicfortress.com and, and check them out. Um, I highly recommend them. It is a great place, uh, Rick. I've checked it out a number of times online, you know, because I live down here in Florida. So it's not like I can pop in there. And, uh, and I've been super impressed with, uh, with the prices and their selection. You know, there's been some things that I've got like in my cart that I'm just waiting for, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of cheddar cheese from from the big cheese wheel that my wife maintains. (laughs) And uh, that's, uh, I'm going to be popping over there online to get those when I when I get a chance. So you know what, you know what they do need though, Bob, they need a jingle. Yeah, they do. Comic Fortress. It's the place to get your fix. <laughs> oh, gosh, Bob. You know what? I think you've got a you've got a future. You got a future in this business. <clears throat> no one's ever said that to me before, Rick. Thank you. <laughs> Other than you have a face for you have a face for podcasts. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh all right. So um Let's get into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries. The, um, I'm going to read the, the blurb in case uh, people don't know what it's about. So um, this is the official solicitation from Marvel. An office of dead government agents. A gifted new killer. Two ex-Captain Americas. When a dramatic attempt on the life of Bucky Barnes reunites him with Sam Wilson... The two old friends are plunged headlong into a race to uncover the new leader of Hydra before a mass casualty event announces the terror group's resurgent to the world. The clock is ticking. Derek Landy, who I'm not familiar with, uh, he's the writer, but uh, apparently he's written Black Order, Secret Empire Uprising. And Federico Vincentini, uh, again, not someone I'm familiar with, but uh, he has been done the art on Absolute Carnage, the, the Miles Morales story um and they team up for a pulse pounding action spectacular and i I would add to this it's not just a pulse pounding action spectacular but i'd say it's uh it's got some humor in it too yeah it's got a lot of humor i mean i i I wasn't familiar with land either and uh but i'm a fan now because this guy writes a good 
uh, it's, it's a good, you know, one of those sorts of dynamics, the buddy partner sort of dynamics, you know, uh, what, what the lethal weapon sort of dynamic, right? I mean, right. it's just, it's, it's just a joy to read. So I'm going to be looking for more of his work. Yeah, I agree. And if you've been in, enjoying the, the Disney plus series, you're definitely going to like this. All right. So on the cover to Falcon and Winter Soldier, number one, uh, we see, uh, Winter Soldiers. Well, let's just call him Bucky right? Because he's no longer a winter soldier. Um, but he's, he's firing uh, pistols from both hands there. Uh, and next to him is the Falcon who is uh, flying and he's got his metallic wing up uh, ricocheting off the bullets. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty cool action cover. And then we start um, in this uh, suburban area in, in a neighborhood that quite frankly, could look like, uh, you know, any house in, in my neighborhood uh, with a two-car garage. And uh, it's very unassuming, let's just say. And it says, Indiana, the house of Bucky Barnes. And he's in his bedroom and he's in a uh, kind of a, what would you call this pose um, when someone's meditating and they have their their legs crossed and they're, they're their thumbs touching their index fingers what do they call that uh you know now i've drawn a blank we need to gosh we need to call up uh call up several of our podcast members who are full-fledged uh, uh buddhist buddhist monks so oh, good point uh, yeah and so he's in his bedroom on the floor meditating uh and his cat is right in front of him stretching and uh, the cat says um kind of makes a little look at the door like, hmm, what's going on? And at that point, we see Bucky's eyes open slightly. And coming through the door are these soldiers that uh, are heavily geared up uh, with machine guns, and they're just firing away. Um, but before, you know, Bucky can get hit, he's fast, and he gets up, and he's knocking them down. He's punching them out. Uh, he jumps out of the bedroom. Um, there's more soldiers out there. He's He's just going to town. He's he take and he's got his cat in his in his arm, right? He's he's basically saying, you know, all right, kitty, you, you and me are getting out of here. And um, so he he's standing on the stairwell and he says, Someone mind telling me what the hell's going on? And sure enough, uh, no one wants to tell him. Uh, so they start firing. And well, he picks up a machine gun and he uh, apparently kills one of the soldiers. Um, and uh, then uh, other guys are attacking him. He he's taking him out. I mean, he's 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 not pulling any punches here. He's he's wiping out these soldiers. Um, so the cat's on his shoulder. He's in the garage, and he's like, "Yeah, I know." And he uh, he says, "But we can't stay here." So he gets on his motorcycle, and they drive off. Quite the pulse pounding opening scene, uh, and it says, and I'll just read this introduction uh, on the on the page where they have, uh, you know, all the creators listed. Um, and it says, Sam Wilson was a Harlem social worker until Captain America persuaded him to become the high-flying Falcon. His tech technology advanced flight suit and empathetic connection to birds make him a force to be reckoned with. Bucky Barnes was Captain America's sidekick until he was captured and turned into the ruthless Winter Soldier. Despite his attempts at a redemption, he was a wanted criminal until he helped end the Hydra occupation of the U.S. and earned a conditional pardon from the government. Both were Captain America, but that doesn't mean they always see eye to eye. 
Okay. Now yeah. we cut to New yeah, no, I, that, that, that's, I, I just wanted to point out, Rick, that, that first few pages that you read through, the action sequence, I mean, that, that's, some good, that's some good art right there, but, uh, buddy, you know? Oh, yeah. uh, it was very well choreographed. I mean, I, I, I don't know, this, this artist, Vincentini, I, I, I haven't heard of him before, but I'm going to be checking up on him as well because that, that stuff impressed me. Yeah, I mean, it's good backgrounds, good layouts, uh, you know, so definitely uh, attention to detail. Like I'm looking at this next page from New York and uh, you know, the, the cityscape behind Sam is, is very detailed. Yeah. A lot uh, of depth. Yeah. Beautiful clouds in the sky. Uh, so yeah. Um, so New York and Sam's flying. Um, he's got um, Red Wing uh, next to him. Now, Red Wing's got on, I want to, some sort of weird contraption around its neck. Uh, and it, it looks like kind of like a, some sort of, uh, I don't know, like electronic gizmo uh, around his neck. And he, and he, it's kind of odd looking. I've never seen this before. May, I, you know, I, I, I haven't been keeping up with my, my Sam Wilson and other stories. So maybe this is something that's been going on for a while, but it's new to me. But Sam's uh, listening to his voice messages, and uh, and one says, uh, "Sam, it's Leo. Leo Garvin. Uh, I've I've heard you've been looking for Mackenzie. I don't know if this will help, but some people were asking about her before she disappeared. They left their card. Um, it's it's right here. It's the Office of Federal Utilities. Like I said, I, I don't know if it'll help, but anyway, I see you Friday. I might be running late, but I'll be there. And and he's got uh, Falcon's got his costume on costume listen to me uh he's got his uniform on um but he also has dress pants uh on like dress pants over his uniform and he's carrying uh uh his it looks like his dress shirt and jacket uh, so he's on his way somewhere not as the falcon i guess he's just using his wings to get there quickly so he's listening to another message Honest to God, Wilson, do you ever answer your damn phone it's jason i did some digging into the office of federal utilities you asked me about their website says they do water management, but I asked a friend of mine with access, you ready for this? What they actually do is track terrorist training camps around the country. I know what you're thinking. Camps, plural. How many active terrorist camps could there be in America? You know what they, my guy says? Enough to warrant their own government department. How scary is that? So Sam lands on a rooftop. He goes to a door uh, you know, to, to get into the building and he he uh, it's locked. So Red Wing apparently does some sort of sonic thing, which busts the, the lock off the door. I didn't know he could do that. Must be a new thing. Um, the voice message goes on to say, he says, once these camps have been identified, the OFU sends in a specialist to clear them out, as in, you know, kill. That's all I could find, my friend. Hey, you and Misty still on for game night? Cards Against Humanity's got a brand new pack out that I've, damn, I got to go. That's fun. That's fun uh, thinking of, of Sam and Misty hanging out, playing cards against humanity with another couple, right? They're just like us. All right, so we cut to the next page, and it's the Office of Federal Utilities, the one that was just being spoken about. And I guess that's the building Sam was getting into because as he walks into the office, uh, it's a massacre. And there's Bucky standing next to him. And uh, he says, hey, Sam. And there's, I mean, I say a massacre. 
all of these business people, because they're wearing their business clothes, are all laid out over the floor, uh, men, women, um, just taken out. And Sam says, Bucky, been a while. Yeah, uh, you didn't do this, do you? Wow. Had to ask. One ex cap to another. What are you doing here, Sam? I'm looking for someone. Sally McKenzie. She's been coming to a veteran support group I've been running. She's missed a few meetings. You always take a personal when folks stop turning up? I just don't want to see another chair go empty. Turns out the OFU was looking for it, too. You know what they do here? Yeah, I know. You're the specialist, then. The one they sent out to clear out the camps? Part of my conditional pardon for helping take down Hydra. So long as they hold my past activities as the Winter Soldier over my head, the government pretty much calls the shots. They tell me where to aim, and I pull the trigger. Man, you got to know that's not reassuring me right now. Yesterday, a bunch of bad guys turned up at my house and tried to kill my cat and me along with her. I suspected it might be connected to my work with the OFU. Now I know. So a whole team went after you. But this looks like the work of a lone killer. Yes, it does. Not one bullet wasted. Think it's your missing friend? Mackenzie? No, she's vulnerable, confused, but she's not capable of cold-blooded murder. If the OFU was investigating her, I could guarantee at the very least she was in the process of being recruited by terrorists. She's not too far gone, Buck. She isn't. If, if I could find her, I could set her straight. So they've been going through the office this whole time, looking at different things, trying to get clues, um, find the file of Veronica. And um, Bucky says, if you say so, Veronica Eden is my handler here. Don't see her body, but I've got her home address. Let's go. Hey, Sam, you still seeing Misty? Yeah, why? Is she a cat person? I don't know, Bob. As I seems I, I get the, the casualness from Bucky because he's a killer and he's still a killer because that's what the government's asking him to do. Sam kind of took this a little casual. What do you think? You know, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's an interesting observation, Rick. I mean, uh, like you, I, I, I haven't really been following closely the Sam Wilson adventures, uh, and so I, I'm not exactly sure how that 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 character has evolved. It's it's interesting to me that the you know he has evolved now into you know running these veterans uh, recovery support groups, which mm-hmm. is something of course that mirrors what's going on in the cinematic universe. And so so I guess the point is he's he's seen a lot uh, since you know back in the day, right? And, right. and, and that, I think his character has evolved in that, uh, in that direction that maybe he's, he's seen a lot, uh, a lot more than, than, than the old version of the character has seen Could be. Uh, at least a different sort of, you know, he's, he's more of a, he's seen combat now, right? right. He's, he's a combat vet. So he's seen uh, combat wounded and, and battle. And, uh, and, and this, this, this scene is very reminiscent of a, of a combat scene. Well, to our listeners who may not have the issue open in front of them. And I, I think, you know, some do, some, some follow along with us, but um, I, I think, uh, like I said, massacre, it was, it was quite bloody. All right. So next page they're in Brooklyn 
and uh, some time must have passed because Bucky says to Sam, I had no idea my cat would do that. She's never done that before. That was violent. I, I thought she'd be cool you, you, you know, with Misty because, you know, metal arm pals. I don't think you, you're any kind of pals with Misty now. And then he, uh, Bucky goes to knock on the door. Hey, what do you think of Hawkeye? This is Veronica Eden's place. And then uh, Sam says, Barton, he's okay. Grows on you. And then he knocks again. Boom, boom. Yeah. And then he knocks again. Boom, boom, boom. And then opening up the door. Oh, my God. I heard you the first Barnes. And there's Veronica. And, uh, so to describe Veronica, she she looks to be, oh, I don't know, maybe late 20s, early 30s. Um, she's a very thin, athletic-looking blonde. Uh, she's kind of looks like she's wearing a, you know, some casual clothes. She's got sweats on. And she's not happy to see Bucky. Veronica Eden, this is Sam Wilson. The Falcon, you talk to birds. They talk back. Mind if we come in? What's going on? I don't have to tell you what a serious protocol breach. Everyone at the office is dead. Yesterday, a hit squad turned up at my door. Your life is probably in danger. Do you have any idea who could be responsible? I'm sorry, who is dead? Everyone at the office. My office? You didn't go into work today? I I have a, a hangover. I was out last night and they're dead? They're all of them? Who? Who who did it? Most likely only one of the terrorist organizations we've been tracking found out that the Office of Federal Utilities really does. Can you access your files from here, Veronica? We need to narrow down the list of suspects. I I need to call this in. I need to... Who do I call it in to? We alerted the police, but this kind of thing is best left to people who do what we do. Your files? Yes. uh, Yes, on my laptop. But first I need to, and then she, she runs and looks like she's about to throw up and she goes into the, another room. So she's back and she's okay. A lot of recent chatter about a power struggle within the remnants of Hydra. Two factions, one led by protege of Baron Zemo. Ugh, so glad he's dead. Uh, which apparently happened in Punisher 16. And the other led by a high-ranking rival. So Sam brings her some tea. And says, a protege and a rival? Do we have names? We'll find out who did this. You have my word. It looks like we're both close to it. It looks like we're close to identifying both of these guys before, before. Hang on. Informant says Zemo's protege is leaving New York today by train. I reckon a meet and greet may be in order. What do you say, Buck? I reckon. Okay, Veronica, we'll leave you at the nearest FBI office. You'll be safe there a while. And then someone comes through the door. Can I just say I am a huge fan? And it's uh, it looks like a teenager, right? I mean, it, you know, he's it's a blonde kid, uh, white guy with um, a, a dress shirt and a pullover sweater. Um, yeah. Very very clean cut. An impressive young man, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, clean cut, you know, in military, Bob, I think you'd be saying uh, that that hair's a little shaggy based on the comments I've been hearing from you. <laughs> All right. So now he says, um, after he says, uh, I am a huge fan. 
of the both of you, I mean. Well, actually, I'm a huge fan of just about anyone worthy enough to sling the Captain America shield. To meet you, though, golly, it's a little overwhelming, you know. Sorry for following you here, by the way. They call me the natural. I killed all those people. Uh-huh. You armed, kid? No, sir. I left my gun outside. I figured it'd be an honor to do this hand-to-hand, you know? To do what hand-to-hand? To kill you, sir. Right. Get on your knees and interlace your fingers behind your... And just then, the kid, the natural, uh, punches Bucky, like, in the throat. And then uh, Sam comes after him and, and says, Bucky. And the kid's like, this is such a thrill. I still have your posters on my wall. And he kicks Sam. That's it. You're done. I can't wait to tell my parents about this. And he throws Bucky into a, a table and breaks it. Can I get a selfie later? Maybe with your corpses? And he tosses Sam through a uh, glass. And so at this point, Bucky's like, enough of this, bleep. And he pulls out his gun. He starts firing at him. And Sam's like, what the hell do you think you're doing, Buck? He murdered those people, Sam. So we arrest him. We question him. We figure out who's behind it all. You know how this works. You have your way. I have mine. And so he comes at the kid with a knife. Who's unarmed? And the kid says, if you had told eight-year-old me, that he'd be fighting the Winter Soldier when he grew up? Well, he'd have laughed in your face. He really would. And he, they're exchanging blows. And Sam hits him and says, you're under arrest. I've been told to kill you. And, he, and he's just, he's taking the, the two guys down. He said, no, no. Let this play out as it plays out, please. He's t- talking to the, the lady and, and she's, like, she's like, I'm way too hungover for this. Sam says, how the hell is he that fast? Why'd, why'd you do it? Why'd you attack the OFU? So sometimes I do things without really considering the consequences because it seems fun. Well, I did that, as, and now as punishment, I have to kill you. But I don't want to kill you. You guys are my heroes. So that the two of them come at him again, and he's taking him out. And he's like, I'm conflicted. What do you think I should do? And then the two of them are on the floor, and they're saying to each other, we're getting our asses kicked. You noticed, huh? Who is this kid? I probably should kill you. It's what a good soldier would do. I want to be a good soldier. But doesn't a good soldier, a really good soldier, doesn't he also question orders if the orders are bad orders? And he kicks both of them in the face. Isn't that what Captain America would do? Isn't that what, what you guys would do? Man, Hydra has me all turned around. It's just, they're so persuasive, you know? They get me. They understand me. They're going to announce the return with a bang, and I want to be part of that. But they're not the boss of me. Not yet. So if you guys really want to stop them, I'll give you another shot. Come after me. And next time we tussle, I'm going to kill you. To be continued. I don't know what it is, Rick. There's something about this kid that uh, I just find so intriguing and engaging. Man. I love this character so far. Well, it's a shocker, right? Yeah. It's a shocker that uh, that massacre that we talked about was uh, done by this teenage kid. And he is quick enough and talented enough to 
take on Sam and Bucky and uh, kick their ass. Yeah, while while having a monologue, he's monologuing while he's doing it and not even breaking a sweat. Yes, I am intrigued. I like the character. I'm intrigued. All right, so next issue, cover two, the cover uh, to Falcon and Winter Soldier is um, looks like on top of a train, a speeding train. You have Bucky with again two pistols in his hand, you know, each hand. Um, actually, that would be one pistol in each hand. Uh, and he's firing, and then Falcon's flying, and there's all these assassins, and uh, this, it says eight cars, eight kinds of killers, all aboard. That seems interesting. I can't wait to read this. That's intriguing, yeah. So, this we're picking up right where that scene left off, and it's um, Sam and Bucky on the ground. We just got our asses kicked by a kid. A kid. How old was he? 20? 21? That's embarrassing. Veronica's gone. The natural took her. He must need her for something. Otherwise, she'd just be dead as her colleagues back in the office of Federal Utilities. Makes you wonder why he didn't kill us when he had the chance. I'll be sure to ask him. Come on. We got to grab Baron Zemo's protege off that train. The natural, this protege... The protege's rival? Guess it's true what they say about Hydra and head cutting. One thing. You stopped me from taking him down. Because you would have killed him. He murdered nine people. There are some who say he had it coming. You're not the punisher, Buck. That's how Frank Castle does things. Frank Castle did something the rest of us should have done years ago. He killed Baron Zemo. I heard Fist did it. Castle blew his head off. Everybody knows. It doesn't matter. You don't want to be the next Frank Castle. I know you don't. The man's a killer, pure and simple. What? Nothing. We should focus on the job. Good idea. But the train's already left the station. Want to lift? So here it is um, later, uh, 3.15. And, uh, or I should say, it's the 3.15 train on its way to Buffalo. And Falcon is carrying Winter. Uh, Falcon is carrying Bucky, and uh, they land. And Bucky's like, "All right, let's get inside." Falcon's like, "Give me a sec. We don't have time for." I've been carrying you for the last twenty minutes, Barnes, and unlike you, both my arms are fr- flesh and blood. Right. Sorry. Uh, if it's any consolation, your hands were gentle. You always have to make it weird, don't you? <laughs> so I like that. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the going back and forth is, is fun. But I, I like the fact that, you know, they address that Sam's, you know, just a regular guy, right? He's yeah, like a regular guy right. with wings. And so, yeah, he just carried uh, a very heavy uh, Bucky for 20 minutes. Uh, sure, his arm's going to be tired. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate the bringing the uh, reality into this. Right. And it's great. It's that old joke. I just flew, uh, flew into Buffalo and my, my, my arms are tired. like it nice so they're inside the train sam's like any guesses as to what baron zemo's protege might look like if zemo taught him all we know all he if zemo's taught him all he knows then he'll be a big purple idiot in a stupid mask and so uh passenger car one and 
there's all these passengers seated, you know, and in front of, of Bucky is this little old lady. And he says, excuse us, uh, can we get past, ma'am? Oh, my apologies. No, no problem. If we could just get by. No, no, I, I'm afraid you won't be doing that. And then next thing you know, uh, all these different uh, attackers, you know, jump uh, Sam and Bucky. And then, then the old lady punches Sam in the face. Hail Hydra, you worm. Hail. And he, he kicks her. He says, seriously? And the dentures go flying out of her face. Uh, and Sam's like, okay, that's it. And he's, everybody down. Anyone still standing will be considered an enemy and will be, and he, he's, he's getting kicked. Um, and so uh, they're, they're fighting and they're, they're just getting man, man rushed, right? By, by men and women. And, uh, and then there's these two guys in the suits uh, standing by the door and he's like, man, if we take out Falcon and the Winter Soldier before we even get inducted into Hydra, we'll be able to name our postings. Hawaii for me. What's it for you? Delaware. You're a strange man, Brian. Okay. I'm going to have to take a little uh, little issue with this, Bob. Yeah. yeah. All right. I was born and raised in Delaware. Okay. <laughs> it's a lovely place. It's a very lovely place. Yeah. It is. They have nice beaches. You know, if you want to do some farmland, there's plenty of farmland. You know, yeah, Brian, maybe Brian has a family. You know, it's a good maybe. place to raise a family. So. You know, it reminds me of, do you remember the very, very first Wayne World, Wayne's World movie? Yes. Right. Where, you know, Wayne's World uh, was uh, a reoccurring bit on Saturday Night Live. And it was um, uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey doing uh, Wayne's World. Excellent. Right. And. Uh, they made a movie because it was it was so popular on Saturday Night Live, and there is this scene where uh, Wayne is showing slides of like a vacation they went on, and one of them a picture came and he's like talking about each one. He's like, "Oh, here's my trip to this place, exotic place, and here's my trip to this exotic place." And all of a sudden, there's a slide that comes up of uh, a bridge in Delaware, and he just he just does his kind of like smile and nod and his like I got nothing to say kind of thing. And I remember being in the theater watching this. And I remember just and, and by the way, and I was in the theater in Alabama at the time. And I remember yelling out, I know that bridge. <laughs> in a full crowd in Alabama. And I I I I showed my my true geekiness. So anyway. Yeah. You know, this, this conversation too also reminds me, it's, it's one of my favorite uh, Marvel one shots, uh, not well known, but very beloved to me. And it's Hank Johnson, agent of Hydra. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but you got to no. check it out. Okay. I encourage I the, po- the podcast listeners to check out Hank Johnson, agent of Hydra. And it's basically like a day in the life of like just your run of the mill Hydra agent. And you know, he starts at home with his family having coffee and breakfast before he heads off to work. And he has, you know, his arguments with his wife and problems with his kids. And it's just, it's a great, it's a great one shot, but it reminds me very much of, you know, Hey, where's our next posting going to be? Hawaii or Delaware, you know? <laughs> um. And that story you told me just reminded me of a, a really, really cool one-shot uh, Star Wars comic. Um, and it wasn't even a full one-shot. Uh, back when Dark Horse had, like, a, they were doing a Star Wars anthology, and they had different writers and artists in there. And, man, somebody helped me out with this, uh, with the listeners. But there was a, a famous 
writer, comic book writer, um, gosh, I can't remember his name, but he did a day in the life of a stormtrooper. And it was about this young guy who gets recruited to be a stormtrooper. And uh, it takes you through, you know, up to that, you know, before that point, and then, then he's training, and then he gets assigned. And it's very first thing that he's assigned to do. He's on Darth Vader's ship, where they um, get onto uh, Princess Leia's ship. You know, that opening scene of uh, New Hope, where, where the stormtroopers burst through. Uh-huh. Well, he's the first stormtrooper that bursts through and he gets <laughs> shot. And he's dead. <laughs> it, was, it was a great story. I wish I could remember where it was and who wrote it. Um, I'm That's sure somebody fun. out there, but yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, let us know. Tell us on the, on the, on, in the, in the group. Yeah. So I digress. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, so the, Sam and, and, and Bucky are, are fighting um, and, uh, Sam says, you know, sorry, folks, but we've already had our daily allotment of beatdowns not more than an hour ago. You think that happens twice in one day to people like us? Buck says, hell no. We're professionals. You're damn right. So they start taking out. And and quite frankly, I what I'm watching, because they're, they're beating down all these attackers, men and women. Uh, when did we start? seeing and and not caring and not being mortified when did that happen of of heroes beating up women like you know back in the 60s 70s maybe the 80s if we saw a woman getting kicked or punched and and things like that we would have been mortified uh nowadays you know it's just common you know and and stuff like this now all right. Uh, I'm sure this wasn't quite the equality that women were looking for, but, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. But I don't know about your reaction to this, but I was kind of like, it just made me think. Yeah. Well, dude, he, he Buck, Bucky, Bucky, uh, he kicked a, uh, an old woman and knocked the dentures, dentures out of her mouth. So I, I I mean, we've, we've come a long way, baby. You know, and I think it's interesting. <laughs> I didn't mention it at the time, but in one of those panels that that old woman, when she turns and looks at Bucky, she looks exactly like the old woman who was the scroll on the train in, in the Captain Marvel movie. I don't know oh, if you yeah. noticed that, yeah, but it, it is yeah. almost identical. So yeah, it's, nice it's, homage to that because yeah. it, they are on a train. Well, yeah, yep. that was on a bus or wasn't it? I don't no, know. It, it was a train, a metro. It? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they get done uh, beating everybody down. And Buck says, uh, how many cars does this train have? Eight and all. You don't think they're all like this one, do you? Nah. And sure enough, passenger car two, they're getting attacked by a bunch of people with knives. Passenger car three, uh, they're getting attacked with people from with throwing stars. Uh Four, they're getting attacked with guns. Uh, five, they're getting attacked with swords. It seems like there's a little theme, theme action going on here. Yeah. Six, uh, they're getting shot at from outside uh, the, the, the train. I don't know. Uh, seven, uh, they've got uh, tasers they're coming at. Um, and then, <laughs> so that was, that was, that got through eight, right? Um, so Buck says, uh, any any of these the women who went missing from your support group, Mackenzie wouldn't attack us like that. She's a soldier, not a killer. Something you want to say to me, Sam? What? What do you mean? You sure you're all right, Bucky? I'm good. 
just eager to get to Zemo's protege, he put a bullet between his eyes. Can you at least shoot to wound? A bullet between the eyes is a wound. So they bust into the ninth car, and uh, nobody move. And sure enough, it's actually Zemo himself. I thought he was dead. Uh, but he's sitting at a table with uh, a bunch of other um, <clears throat> suited men. And, Suit, yeah, business like, suits. Business suits, yeah. yeah. Good, good point. And uh, they have their laptops. They're at a table. And um, Sam says, huh, Bucky, what do you think? Can, can you spot the Zemo protege in the room? Oh, I reckon I could pick him out. Have to admit, I'm disappointed it didn't change the purple aesthetic. He could at least have gone with a different mask. The mask is creepy. It is creepy. It's like talking to a department store mannequin. Hello, gentlemen. Long time no see. Ah, damn it. The Punisher was supposed to have killed you, Zemo. The Punisher took my hand, not my life. And he shows, pulls up his, his right hand, and it's a bandage over a stump. It was Ghost who, quote, killed me, a process we were later able to reverse, as planned. Can you reverse a gunshot to the head? You won't shoot me, Mr. Barnes. And why the hell not? Because I'm currently locked in a leadership contest with an unknown opponent from within the ranks of Hydra. If my rival becomes Hydra Supreme, they plan to unleash a series of frankly devastating attacks to destabilize the American government. It would be a mass casualty event. And if you win... I see no value in announcing Hydra's resurgence in such a crass manner. I plan to prepare in the shadows, giving you ample opportunity to thwart my dastardly schemes at some stage in the future. So an unknown, unpredictable enemy or business as usual. Those are your choices. Or we take you down, then we take your rival down, and everyone's happy. I dare say I won't be. Tell us about the natural. Ah, you met him, did you? He is quite honestly a prodigy when it comes to killing. He one of yours? Sadly, no. Not yet, anyway. Recruiting someone of his talents is a delicate process. And now now they're sitting, uh, Sam's sitting down at a chair, having a conversation. So you don't send him to wipe out the Office of Federal Utilities? Most decidedly not. The OFU has helped me tremendously. Helped you? We knew about their mission, of course. We knew they were tracking training camps for various terrorist organizations around the country. Yes, my first instinct was to wipe them out immediately. But then I realized how useful they could be if I found a way to intercept their reports. You use the OFU to identify recruits. The best and the brightest only. I left the riffraff for the other organizations and spirited away the most promising candidates before the OFU's trigger man descended. That would be you, Mr. Barnes. So who ordered the hit on the OFU? My rival, I assume, jealous of the fact that I was recruiting the next wave of elite Hydra agents. Sit down. And where are you going with a train loan of failed assassins? Hmm. Yes, a less than stellar performance, I have to admit. But we'll soon knock them into shape. Just you wait. You're kidding, right? The only thing you've got looking forward to is a whole lot of deprogramming. You're not the brightest, are you, Mr. Barnes? You haven't even realized that we've entered into a partnership. Excuse me? 
I've already outlined your two choices, me or my rival. My rival poses the most immediate threat, and I can help you reach them, provided you let me and my failed assassins continue on our way. What are you offering? You'll get to my rival via the natural, and I can give you his parents' home address. You'll like them, I think. They're very passionate. Okay, I've heard enough. No deal. We'll get what we need out of you, and we won't have to. You work for the OFU as part of the conditional pardon you receive from the government, is it not? As a reward for your sterling efforts against Hydra, breaking the terms of this conditional pardon would seek you rocket straight to the top of the most wanted list. Naturally, secret, secretive government agencies tend to keep these sort of operations off the books. But if details of your exploits were to be leaked to the press, the people in charge would have no choice but to deny all awareness of this operation. If that happens, we might even end up as cellmates. A push of the button, Mr. Barnes, is all it will take. And then Bucky just shoots the computer. Blam, blam, blam. Zemo looks at the computer. It's all shot up. Unfortunately for you, it wasn't that button. So Sam and Bucky look at each other. Sam says, the address. So now we cut to Altoona, Pennsylvania, another suburb. Bucky says, you know the best part of this job? It's when you're forced to work with a bad guy who uses you to eliminate a rival. Doesn't get any better than that. Really doesn't. Sarcasm, eh? Barton's a bad influence on you. That's a horrible thing to say. And he's knocking on the door. And opening up the door is this uh, the, the mom and dad. And <laughs> you've got uh, uh, the reaction is, is quite interesting. Oh, my. Gertie, Gertie, come here. Look who it is. Goodness, Bert. There's no need to. Golly, it's, it's them. We are huge fans. And uh, they are dressed up as Captain America fans. Uh, they've got uh, shirts and sweatshirts and gloves and masks. And in the background, you see pictures of Captain America and Bucky. And uh, Sam says to Bucky, quote, quoting Zemo, you'll like them, I think. And Buck, I mean, uh, Bucky says, Bleep, Zemo. To be continued. Oh, that's precious. That's precious right there. Now we know where the son gets it. He says he's big fans and is, he can't wait to tell mom and dad. Now we know why. That is such an awesome uh, full full page uh, splash there. I, 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 it's, if, if you haven't read this series, if you haven't read this series, check it out because uh, it's it's awesome. It's worth more, the price of the issue. Yes, it get it gets more fun and more fun because now we get to uh, issue three of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it's Captain America on the cover and behind uh, attack and with his back turned to Sam and Bucky, and they look like they're about to attack, but they all have their their shields. But wait a minute, why is Sam dressed as Captain America with his shield? How is Buck dressed as Captain America with his shield? Why, they all have the shield, so something's not going on here. All right, so we're in the house, and oh, my God, it looks like a Captain America museum. Of course, <laughs> who are we to say anything, right? As we sit in our, our little man caves with our Captain America gear everywhere, right? So 
Um, but I mean, come on, they're overdoing it, right? The entire house. I mean, it's uh, they're they look like they're obsessed. If only I could get away with this. <laughs> so uh, the mom's like, as you can tell by our little museum here, we've collected just about every piece of Captain America memorabilia there is. There's more out in the garage. The garage is overflowing. We have replica shields, costumes, action figures, plushes, candy dispensers, bedspreads, underwear. I'm wearing my Captain America matching bra and panty set right now. She is. We've got key rings, keychains, cereals, mouse pads, letter openers, ice cube trays. I could go on. She could. To have one Captain America in our house is a little lifelong dream, but two? Oh, my. She's having vapors. I'm having the vapors. She is. I am, you see. Wow. Quite the couple. So we got Sam and Bucky sitting on their Captain America couch holding Captain America teacups, having uh, a conversation. And they, they both look very uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, Bucky says, uh, we're actually here to talk to your son. He goes by the natural now. Is he in? Oh, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes want to talk to Junior? Oh, my. Whatever for? Membership to Hydra, the murder of multiple government operatives, and the kidnapping of Agent Veronica Eden. Dear me, can you tell us a bit about uh, Junior? Oh, where to start? A bright boy. Good to his mom. Very good to his mom. Likes pickles. Loves pickles. Doesn't he? That boy in his pickles. There you go, Gertie. Thank you, Bert. He loves animals, loves flying kites, gifted fighter, gifted, could shoot the wings off a gnat, good with knives, too. He'd slice you open. Yes, he would. You must be very proud of him. But what about these friends of his? We're particularly interested in who's leading them. Afraid we wouldn't know who his head honcho might be, but we've had our own concerns. We're worried that they might be exploiting our son's natural abilities for, well, dubious ends. Exactly. Dubious ends. We'd like to help keep help him if we can. Steer him back onto the straight and narrow. You do that for our boy? Oh, thank you. He'd listen to you. I just know he would. There's a building. There. There is. Downtown. We can give you the address. He's been training there with these friends of his. He's there right now. Thank you. That'd be great. Two conditions. If you don't mind. You leave all guns in our gun safe, and you don't go dressed like that. How do we dress? If you want him to listen, really listen, you might want to borrow some of our stuff. So here we are, next page, and they're they're on. It's it's nighttime. They're on top of a building. They're staking out the building that uh, Junior is practicing, and now we know why they're in those costumes on the cover because, um. Bucky is in his Captain America uniform that doesn't quite fit well. And Falcon is in his Captain America uniform, which also looks a little baggy on him. And these, Sam these, said, yeah. I mean, these are cosplay costumes, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's embarrassing, right? <laughs> so Sam's like, doesn't seem to be anyone on watch. This chafes. Does yours chafe, Sam? I don't, I don't remember the real thing ever chafing like this. No obvious alarm systems either. This mask, this mask smells weird. Mine too, Buck. Let's not think about it too much. 
So they break into the building. And Buck, uh, Sam says, if we do find Baron Zemo's rival in here, how do you want to play it? Honestly, we throw Zemo and his rival into a pit, tell them to fight to the death, and fill the pit with concrete while they're fighting. How very non-psychopathic of you. Screw him. Zemo has innocent blood on his hands, and his mysterious rival ordered the murder of nine people at the Office of Federal Utilities. Swimming in concrete is the least they deserve. There he is. Let's not hold back this time. You were holding back? That was the warm-up. What's he doing? What's that in front of him? Is that a, a bunch of pistol parts? How fast can you assemble a pistol blindfolded? How fast can you? Uh-oh. He's And they, they charge at him, and he's putting the pistol together blindfolded. And he, then he all of a sudden turns around, and he points it at their face, and he says the word, bang. And he takes off his mask, and he says, whoa, you guys look awesome. How are you feeling, by the way? That was some hiding, hiding I gave you earlier, wasn't it? That was the warm-up. Your folks told us where to find you. They seem like really nice people, but they're worried about you, worried that your new friends might be taking advantage of your skills. Who, Hydra? Hydra are the bad guys. You know that, right? I mean, traditionally, yeah, but, but they're changing. There's going to be a new leader, a new Hydra Supreme. There, things are going to be different once Zemo is taken out, for real this time. Once you get to know them, Hydra's pretty cool. They like all the same shows I like. They watch all the same YouTubers. And look, they made me a shield. It's not as good, good as the real thing, obviously, but it is bulletproof, so you can share it. Why would we want to share it? Mostly to keep yourself from being shot. And then as he's... Uh, backing out of the room, he says, this is a training facility. And if you arrived tomorrow, the instructors would have already moved on. But you arrived today, so they're still here. And they're coming for you. Good luck. There they are. And sure enough, there's like a dozen Hydra agents, you know, storming into the room. Open fire. And so um, they're using the shield uh, and they're getting attacked. And Sam says, looks like we're fighting. Looks like. And so they, uh, they're, they're, they're going uh, at, at the, the whole Hydra group, and, and Sam yells out, Sally McKenzie. And uh, one of the Hydra agents says, what a strange battle cry. <laughs> As he's getting punched in the face. He says, uh, Sam says, I'm looking for a woman named Sally McKenzie. If any of you have seen her, raise your hand, and we'll go easy on you. I won't. Yes, you will. Nope. Okay, Bucky may not go easy on you, but I will. I'll punch you gently. Now, how about that? Any of you know her? Any of you? They don't know her, Sam. And they're they're fighting through. Uh, and uh, ever consider a possibility that your veteran support group buddy doesn't want you to find her? Well, some of us aren't too keen on the group therapy thing. And some of us recognize that healing is different for everyone. All I'm saying is if Mackenzie joined up with Hydra, there's a reason. And it might not be anything that you could talk her out of. Some people are just born bad. Damn, the laser gun shouldn't jam. Um, you don't know her. If she joined, it was a moment of weakness. I could bring her back. I know I can. Uh, while they're talking, uh, Sam takes the shield and he throws, he's behind, he's behind Bucky, and he throws it, uh, ricochets uh, off the ground and pops up between Bucky's legs to hit uh, the attacking Hydra guy in the face. 
And and Bucky goes, that was awfully close to the gentleman. Sorry. Great facial awfully. expressions. Yeah. Awesome. You know, perfect. Um, and then uh, there's a, a blonde woman uh, attacking and, and saying, Sally, that you? Not Sally. Do you know Sally? Never mind. So uh, one of the soldiers says, you will never defeat Hydra, Captain Americas. We are unstoppable. You could smash us and bash us and we will never surrender. But one of the other Hydra agents says, I surrender. Don't hit me. The woman you're looking for. I know her. You know her, do you? Uh-huh. What's her name? Uh, her name? The name you were just shouting? Uh, I want to say Sandra? You don't know her, do you? No. Anyone actually know Sally McKenzie? And he hits the guy in the face. Pretty sure they're all unconscious, Sam. Nuts. And then uh, the natural's back. Junior's back. But this time he's got on a Captain America uniform himself. And he's got a mask and he's got uh, the whole nine yards. He goes, that was amazing. Hope you don't mind. I was watching on the monitors and wow, no wonder Steve Rogers handed you guys a shield. There are some moves back there I didn't even recognize. Can you teach me? Oh, you like the suit? I designed it myself. It's okay. Thanks for the shield. You guys probably think it's stupid. Not at all. Uh, and there's a guy moaning on the floor. What's wrong with him? Buck says, broken jaw by the looks of it. I got my jaw broken once. Me too. Excruciating. And so Sam and Buck look at each other, and they both know the pain this guy's going through. So they grab him, like, you have an infirmary in this place? Sure, this way. Let me ask how all this started, this Captain America thing of yours. My parents showed me the old newsreels when I was a kid. You've been to the house. You know what they're like. I didn't have much choice in the matter. Not that I'm complaining. They could have been obsessed with, like, Hawkeye or someone. <laughs> yeah. Is that who you want to be someday? You want to be the next Captain America? I mean, I guess. He's, he's just so perfect, and, and not just his physique or combat style, but, you know, his code. You admire his code? Of course. Who wouldn't? Good old-fashioned American values. Explain to me how you can admire Steve Rogers' code of conduct and still be okay with murdering a bunch of people in their office. The greatest villains in the world don't have superpowers or advanced tech, Mr. Wilson. They wear ugly ties and watch TV talent shows, and they wrap you up in red tape and bureaucracy. They're the bad guys, and the new Hydra will be sweeping all that away. Junior, can I call you Junior? Junior, I can see your folks are worried. I think you're being led down a dark path, but it's not too late. Mr. Barnes was led down a dark path. Exactly. Bucky was brainwashed, and he still managed to find his way back. If the Winter Soldier could turn it around, then you certainly can. You just have to want to. Do you think I can, Mr. Barnes? You're walking through blood right now, kid. It's splashing with every step. You don't want to be wading through it. You start wading, it's hard not to slip backward, even when you think you're out. We're giving you a chance, Junior. You'll face charges over the things you've done, but the courts go easy on people who've helped out. You want me to betray my friends. Hydra's not your friend. You know where they keep the anesthetic? And they've got the guy uh, on a chair, so they're, they're trying to put his jaw back in place. Yeah, got some on this tray. 
and he takes the tray and he hits the Hydra agent and knocks him out. And he says, I could feel it. The goodness in me. It's not too late. There's a base in Nevada. That's where everyone is. I could take you. I think I have to. I don't want to start waiting. You can come, but first tell us what you did with Veronica Eden. What I did with her? I did nothing with her. You had, you abducted her, Junior. That's a crime. I didn't abduct your handler, Mr. Barnes. It was all her idea. What? Veronica Eden's going to be the new Hydra Supreme. And then seeing all this on a monitor is Veronica, and she's got her Hydra Supreme outfit on, and she's like, well, crap. To be continued. Man, these keep ending on really nice uh, little cliffhangers and, and uh, you know, just gets you more intrigued and more intrigued. It does. And it's got, you know, I, I like the fact that she's standing there watching the monitors with her Hydra Supreme uh, uniform on and she's got a coffee mug that says, have a nice day on it. Yeah, yeah. Just nice touches, you know, the details. Right. All right. So Veronica, the handler for James, uh, who pretended to be uh, un- unaware and sick over the idea that her office was taken out, turns out she's the Zemo's um, protege who's going to be uh, trying to take over Hydra. So here we are, issue four. We're, we're running through these quickly, and it's a it's a sky battle uh, in the background as a plane, um, and we've got Falcon and Winter Soldier in the sky. And again, Bucky's got a pistol in each hand. He's firing, and there's uh, all these other ones attacking around. So quite the action scene. And so uh, we we cut to Veronica. And apparently, again, this is moments after issue three ended, and she's uh, on the phone. Hi, Mom. Mom, it's Veronica. Hello? Where are you? I can barely... Oh, yeah, it's much better. Uh, Is Dad there? Uh, No, no, it's okay. It's just, you know the the way I work for the government, and I'm not allowed to tell you what I do? Well, you're going to be hearing some things about me, and I just wanted to prepare you. My job was to help track down terrorist recruitment centers and um, send people in to uh, neutralize them. Yes, that is that is what I mean by neutralize. I know, I know, I know, Mom, but there's more. See, while I was doing that, I was also passing on the names of the best recruits to um, Hydra. That Hydra. Yes, Mom. To a guy called Baron Zemo. The purple mask guy, Yes. Anyway, he's not important because there's going to be a new Hydra Leader, and that is um, me. I've, I've been siphoning off the best of the best before I could send them to Zemo, so I kind of have my own elite squad, and I, I hope to be named the new Hydra Supreme before, I suppose it does. Technically, I'm a bad guy, but she what? Well, you tell that interfering, interfering old hag that it was her daughter's weed that I got caught with, but I didn't snitch because some of us Anyway, I just want to prepare you because some really horrible things are going to be said about me and I am going to be on a few wanted lists and yeah, lots of people are going to be trying to bring me in. Right now I've got the Falcon and Winter Soldier coming after me. Falcon and the and the metal arm guy, right. And, and, and they got this kid with them, a prodigy when it comes to killing. You should see him, mom. He can, yeah, I, I guess. I, I just need you to understand that you and dad did nothing wrong that I, I chose this for myself because I think I could do a lot of good. 
I have to go now, mom. I got a bunch of guys with jetpacks about to launch. Tell dad I love him, okay? I love you both. Thanks, mom. So this whole time she's walking through a Hydra base um, and uh, saying hi to everybody. And, and sure enough, here she is. She's uh, with a bunch of uh, Hydra wannabes uh, with jetpacks. Oh, and, and before she uh, ends up ha- hanging up the phone, she says, yeah, hell Hydra, right back at you. Eh, that's a cool mom, I guess. So then she looks at everybody and she says, launch. Now, I want to point out to our listeners who are looking at this, or not looking at this, I should say, um, when she turns and she, she kind of changes her face, now she's serious mode, right? She's supreme hydra mode, and she she turns and she says launch, and and half her blonde hair is covering, I mean her hair her blonde hair is covering half her face, a la Viper, uh, former Madam Hydra. So somewhere over Nevada, and there's this uh, U.S. Air Force. Um, and uh, on the plane is Sam and Bucky with uh, Junior, and um, <clears throat> uh, Bucky, and they're back into their their standard uniforms, except except for Junior, he's still in that cap uniform. And, and Bucky says, "You going to take that outfit off at all? Probably not. This is my first time in one of these planes, American made. Am I right? Nothing better than American made, like Captain America himself. You know, the biggest, the strongest, the fastest. See." That's what I want to be. I want to be invincible. Captain America isn't invincible. You don't think so? I think he is. He's got right on his side. And I don't mean the law. I don't mean even God. I mean, we're, we're the best. We always were, even before there was an America. We were destined for this, destined to be the good guys. Anyone who stands against us, anyone who stands in our way, they're the enemy. They must be destroyed. And we could do it, too. We have the capability, we have the know-how, we have the sheer muscle to destroy anyone we set our sights on, just like Cap. You really want to be like him, huh? Of course, Captain America's blood is pure American, and it flows red, white, and blue. Yeah, except Steve's parents were Irish immigrants. And the super soldier serum was developed by a Jewish scientist born and raised in Germany. Steve embodies America not because he's chosen or exceptional or special, but because he is America. He's what happens when you have a melting pot of different people, ideas, and cultures. You get greatness. You sound like a documentary. My son says that to me at yeah. least once a week. So yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, fellas, and, and they're about to jump off the plane. I'm the only one with wings, so I'll see you down there. It's entirely possible that Veronica Eden has a welcome party laid out for us. So I'll scout ahead, and uh, as as the doors opening up, um, sure enough, the Hydra uh, guys at the jetpacks are there firing into the plane. So um, uh, the junior says, we need to take this outside, but you're not wearing your shoots. We'll figure that out on the way. And sure enough, uh, junior and buck go out to the, uh, into, into the sky with the hydrogens, with the jetpacks, but they got nothing. And so, uh, uh, there's a nice little battle scene going on. Bucky, you know, ends up uh, getting a um, uh, one of the jetpacks, and he uses it as a weapon. Um, he's falling. Uh, there's a lot of 
you know, battling going on. Uh, ultimately, um, uh, you know, Junior's fighting the Hydra agents as well, uh, which is a little bit of surprise. Um, and he's he's having fun. He's like, you know, this is awesome. So um, anyway, he ends up uh, uh, getting a jetpack, and he says, "Hey, Mister Barnes, if you take his jetpack, you can." Oh, you're way ahead of me. Uh, and he and he does. Is, yeah, he goes, "Yeah, kid, this ain't my first rodeo." Um, but uh, I don't think those hydrogens are surviving. Looks like they're falling to their death. Um, he says, "But uh, if you could stop these idiots from shooting at me, that would be." And of course, his jetpack gets shot. Um, so the kid says, hey, Mr. Barnes, you need some help? Mr. Barnes, fine. Um, so he, he grabs him and, and brings him down to safety. That was incredible. Did you see that? Did you see what we did? We were there. That was amazing. Do you guys feel like we bonded? I feel like we bonded up there. I think we made a great team, don't you? Oh, my God, that's it. We should team up, the three of us. That would be so cool. Wait, we've already teamed up. Kid. Kit, calm down, okay? Catch your breath. First thing we need to do is find some transport. Right. You mean like that guy? And there's a an SUV in the middle of this desert, and there's a Hydra agent, and he's holding a sign like he would at the airport. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And he looks nonplussed. So now they're at a diner. And um, they're sitting in a, an old-fashioned-looking 50s diner. And uh, there's Veronica, you know, the new uh, wannabe Hydra Supreme. And she's kind of sitting up against a booth. And she sees, she's like, gents, Miss Eden. Or should that be Hydra Supreme? Oh, no need to get so formal. Veronica is fine. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking everyone here is a Hydra agent, right? They're not. This is just a plain, ordinary diner with plain, ordinary people. Nothing special about them at all. They're not going to spring up and attack you is the point I'm trying to make. This isn't an ambush. It isn't a trick. I just want to talk. So you've met with Zemo, huh? Let me guess. He spun you a web of lies. You've believed him, and you came after me because why? He's the lesser of two evils? Do you know what he's planning? Do you have any idea? If all of Hydra comes under his command, this country will die a death of a thousand cuts. Divisions will widen. Animosities will fester. No one will trust anyone. As opposed to your plan, which is just blow up a lot of stuff. If I'm elected Hydra Supreme, you have my word that innocent people will not be targeted. My word. Why are you doing this, Veronica? You were one of us, one of the good guys. I, I... After that night we spent together, I realized that I would always come second to your duty, to the country. You broke my heart, Bucky. How else was I going to get your attention? That never happened. Uh, whatever. Garcon, coffee. Before we haul you away, I'm looking for someone you may have recruited. Sally McKenzie, that name rang a bell? She's a good person, a decent person. And she can still be. I'm, I'm sorry, what? You're, you're going to haul me away? You think this is over? It's not over. I fully intend to walk out that door a free woman when you two are being killed behind me. Thank you. I mean, yes, I spent the hit squad to your house, Bucky, but that was merely an attempt to curtail the fallout from the massacre at the OFU, which I feel awful about. 
by the way. Those people were my friends. Yes, I was betraying them, but I, I also pitched in for birthday cakes and I sponsored their kids' fun runs. Why did you order them killed? You think I ordered that mess? Why, th that job was a perfect way to find suitable candidates for recruitment. It was such a sweet setup I had going on. No one ordered the killing. That was a personal call by the natural. And then here's Junior sitting there, and he looks all embarrassed and ashamed. Um, I got bored waiting for orders. Everyone was telling me what a brilliant killer I'd be. I, I just wanted to see if they were right. Turns out they were. And now you get to prove it, kiddo. And this time, no mercy. To be concluded. Yeah, and again, right? It ends on such a, an intriguing uh, cliffhanger. This kid turns around and he's got this creepy smile on his face, like, game on. Mm -hmm. All right, let's finish this up. Issue five, and it's a battle inside the diner on the cover. A lot of melee going on. And I just want to point out, too, that um, there was a little delay uh, in these issues. I think, I think issues one, two, and three, uh, these came out, uh, it was, uh, I want to say early 2020. Um, like issue one was uh, released February 26th. It had an April cover date. Um, issue two came out the next month, uh, May cover date. Issue three um, was delayed. It was a November uh, 2020 cover date. Um, <clears throat> so there was quite a big delay between issues two and, uh, two and three, um, four came out, uh, December cover date. And then, uh, five, uh, the one we're about to cover just came out in January. So, um, so anyway, there's a little delay on these, but let's get to five. So there's a, all of a sudden the natural is battling Sam and Bucky in the diner. And, um, Veronica says, I'll leave you boys to it. And I, I'm not going to describe the, the battle, but I'm just going to read the dialogue. But I could tell you it, it's essentially Junior versus Sam and, and Bucky. I just want to thank you, really. Spending time with you guys, talking about Captain America, it's been incredible, invaluable even. Some of the stuff you said, it got to me. It did. Made me think. One day I hope to do what you've done. Hope to prove myself worthy in Cap's eyes. But how can I do that if I'm part of Hydra? So maybe Hydra isn't for me. Maybe I take them out too. And at this point, uh, Veronica walks out and all these vehicles show up uh, and, and slide into the parking lot. Uh, and she's like, oh, crap. And it's Zemo. It's Zemo with a bunch of his Hydra agents. Veronica Eden. Baron Zemo. You got a new hand. Cool. And he does. He has a looks like a robotic hand. Thank you. So you're this rival I keep hearing about then. You would challenge me for leadership? You think you have what it takes to be the next Hydra Supreme? Well, yeah. Amusing. Kill her. And then there's a bunch of gunfire outside, and, and Junior turns around and is like, oh, gunfire. And then uh, Buck says, you're good, kid. You know you are. Everyone tells you. You're the natural after all. But there's more to being Captain America than being the best fighter in the room. There's more to it than being able to throw the shield. You'd know that if you knew Steve. 
Then what's the secret, Mr. Barnes? You're very good at winning. But what are you like at losing? And Sam comes up and hits him. When was the last time you were beaten? When was the last time you tasted defeat? How long did it take you to get back up? That's the trick. That's the secret. It's not about how well you fight. It's about what you're fighting for. So then back outside, um, Veronica's behind a car and just getting shot up. She's like, hey, hey, quit it. Stop firing. Come on. Cease fire. Is there something you want to say, Miss Eden? An apology before you die, perhaps? Ah, Zemo, you insufferable. Everyone's wearing masks, so I can't see who's there and who's not. But if any of my guys are, are among you, order 66. Order, I don't get it. Do you get it? And the next thing you know, uh, uh, the Hydra agents are firing on each other. Now, that's a, a little take back, right? To no. uh, We're going to go with uh, the third Star Wars prequel. Uh, which was um, Order sixty six? Yeah, right. Where the the, uh, the clone troopers turned on the uh, the Jedi. Then how is it possible that that Zemo is the one guy in the universe who hasn't seen Star Wars? Right. It's just so typical. Yeah. Well, he's got better things to do, like take over the world. So she, uh, Veronica's like, now that's more like it. Somebody get me a stick. So we're back inside the diner. Huh. You fellas are really kicking my ass. That's new. We've been doing this a lot longer than you, kid. There's a rhyme to how these things go, and right now, that tempo's working for us. Yeah, I get that. Another lesson I get to oof, absorb. Oh, man, this sucks. Give up. Nah, it's like you said. It, I need to be defeated, right? If I give up when I'm losing, what lesson do I learn from that? Have you guys ever given up just because you were losing? No, but sometimes I wish I had. Could have done with all out all those concussions, I'll tell you. My shield. You broke my shield. Uh-oh. So now uh, they're, 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 the, the, the Sam and Buck are, are seeing what's going on outside, and that's what the uh-oh is about. So you have a ceasefire, and Zemo and Veronica are standing at each other, look, talking. And, and she says, I'm not going to give the order to open fire, Zemo. I'm not just going to end you like you try to end me. I'm going to beat the ever-living hell out of you first, just to set an example. My time as Hydra Supreme will be characterized by intense bouts of overwhelming violence, and that starts now. And so uh, a guy comes up and hands her a stick that she asked for. She says, he says, broken table leg? That'll do. Any last words before I bash your head in? The tragedy of your... Oh, wow. No, I, I didn't mean a speech. I literally meant last words like, no, please, or, oh, God, not my face. Batter up. And so she uh, then kicks him in the gut. And she says, ha, see that? Get you thinking I'm going to do one thing and suddenly switch targets. The mistress of misdirection. That's what she, they should call me. Wait, no, I, I don't want that to catch on. Nobody call me that. They're going to call me that, aren't they? And Zemo uh, says, probably. And then two of them are fighting it out. You're good, Veronica. Skilled, but by now you're realizing your mistake, yes? The loyalty of these brave Hydra warriors will reside with whoever wins this contest. You should have killed me when you had the chance. She says, shoot. Ah, uh -uh, no turning back now. 
And then at that point, uh, the inside battle comes busting through the door to the outside. And Buck looks up at uh, and says, Zemo, Barnes, thanks for leading me here. Cool hand. Thank you. So all the hydrogens are looking at each other. Should, should we shoot them? Sam says, and, and this is kind of a funny scene, right? Because you've got Sam and Buck and Junior and Veronica and Zemo standing in a circle. Then outside the circle, you have all the uh, Hydra agents. And, um, and they're all just standing there like a ceasefire talking. And Sam says, just hold on. The gun-toning goons here, who are they with? Right now, I think it's whoever wins the type scenario. So that means they're against most of us, right? Whatever happens, they're going to kill three out of five of us. Yes. So how about we take them out and go from there? I mean, sure. Yeah, I could go along with that. And, and the, uh, the, the hydrogen's like, hey, wait. And so the inner circle starts beating the outer circle. And the caption says, a few hilariously painful moments later, and sure enough, it's just the five of them standing there. And the kid says, now what? Seems to me it's three against two. Really? Because it seems to me that once Bucky and I are down, the next person to fall is one of you. So that person really, really should be on our side. Okay, okay, I have a proposal just to make sure things stay fair. How about the four of us against the natural? No offense meant, kid. You're, you're awesome, and I can't wait to start working with you. But right now, you're a threat? A threat. Yes. Sorry. No, no, I, I get it. It's cool. I'm a threat. Thanks for understanding. And so it is. It's the four of us, four of them uh, against the, the natural. And uh, they're, they're fighting, and there's a battle going on. And uh, the kid starts talking. Looks like this is... I got to say, it's been, are, are we still friends or hold on, stop. I can't. And he's down. And Zemo says, okay, now who do we seriously? And Sam says, you two are under arrest. Look at his eyes, Mr. Wilson. The winter soldier is, isn't looking to arrest us. And he's holding a gun on Veronica and Zemo. If we take them both out here and now, we leave Hydra rudderless. They'll waste so much time scrambling to find a new leader that we'll finally be able to stamp them out for good. Do we really need to have this conversation? Do we really need to hear the whole, this is not who we are speech? It's simple math, Sam. We stop these two now. We save many more in the future. We have that opportunity right here. We can do it. And all you've got to do is tap into the old winter soldier mindset, yeah? Just one more time? Use it for something good? Hey, I get it. Working with OFU must have dragged you back a few steps. Must have started you questioning yourself. It's why you've been so touchy around the subject. Once a killer, always a killer. Sure, if you want to be. You know the hell out of me sometimes, you know that? Yeah. And so... um, he drops the gun. And at this point, Junior kind of wakes up and says, what's, what's going on? And so he gets down, uh, Buck gets down to his level and says, just going through a little personal crisis, kid. But you've helped me steer out of it. There's more to being Captain America than the practical application of force. 
there's an ideal at work, something bigger than any of us. Now, time to go back to sleep, and he knocks him out. So Veronica's there. She says, well, that was a motivational little speech. That was worthy of Steve Rogers himself, I'd imagine. I don't know. Never met the man. I've got a speech, too. And she pulls up a gun. It goes, something, 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 kill you all, something, something, the end. What it lacks in detail, it makes up for in, and um, her hand uh, gets shot, uh, or her looks like her shoulder gets shot. And um, it's one of the Hydra agents. And it turns out it's Mackenzie, the one that uh, um, Sam's been looking for all this time. And, and she says, I I'm sorry, Sam. They offered me a home. They, Sally, it's okay. We'll make this right. Wait, where's Zemo? And then at that point, Zemo's getting a jetpack on. And he says, I'm afraid, Mr. Barnes, that you shall not be taking me in this day. But please feel free to throw Miss Eden in the deepest, darkest cell you have. We'll meet again. And he jetpacks off. And um, Veronica's there on the ground, clutching her shoulder that's been shot. Nice going, idiot. What? So we cut uh, then to the end here, and we're back in Harlem, and we're uh, in the building where Sam uh, has his meetings. And uh, he says, thanks for turning up, everyone. And they're in a circle, and there's, um, uh, looks like there's eight of them, including Sam and Sally, and, uh, and there we got Buck with his cat. And Sam starts the meeting with and says, uh, I'm not offering any magical solutions here. This is just a place to talk to, to people we've been, who've been there, people who might be able to understand what you're going through. It's good to see some old faces, some new ones too. Anyone like to start? And Bucky says, hey, I'm Bucky, and this is Alpine. And he's holding his, his white little furry cat. And then everybody's like, hi, Bucky. Hi, Bucky. Hi, Bucky. Hi, Alpine. The end. Great story, Rick. Great story. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. It was funny. It had great action scenes. Um, it it brought back a, a character of Zemo that uh, apparently people thought were dead. Um, it introduced Veronica as a as a new potential evil bad person down the line. Um, it uh, introduced uh, Junior, the uh, the natural. Um, that's going to be a character that some writers should have a lot of fun with down the line. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, Hey, we even got a good cap speech coming from not, not only Sam in the beginning, but Bucky at the end. And, yeah. and so Bucky was a believer and it looks like he's trying to, to, to leave his old ways behind. Yeah. And, you know, and, and folks got a real sense of, uh, of the dialogue and the narrative. Uh, but uh, the art in this, I mean, I think the art in this story is just phenomenal. Um you know, the penciling, the colors, the inks, everything is, is, is spot on in my view, particularly the, there's a great action sequences in every single issue. And uh, it really just drives home the narrative. It's very, very well done. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody should check it out. Uh, it was, uh, if, you, if you love the characters, Sam and Bucky, uh, this is a, a fun story. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, and we can't do it justice uh, over the podcast uh, on the visuals. But uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a really well done story. Okay, so uh, coming up next, um, we're going to this Sunday, talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're going to react to the Disney Plus uh, series, but episode six, 
which is the finale. Oh, I can't wait to talk uh, about about this. This is going to be uh, great. I mean, I oh, I can't wait to see how the series wraps up. So, um, so come back for that. That's going to be uh, episode number twenty eight. Comes out this Sunday, and then next week, uh, episode twenty nine. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about Baron Zemo in, in this story. Uh, so let's get into back to nineteen seventy three. We are going to review. The Captain America issue 168, which is the introduction of Helmet Zemo, Baron Zemo 2. That's going to be awesome. I, I, Baron Zemo has really uh, sort of folks who didn't know him, maybe only were, you know, tangentially familiar with him through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This, uh, the TV show, I think, has really uh, caused people to take note of him again. I think there's going to be a lot of interest to sort of plumb the uh, Baron Zemo lore going all the way back to his first introduction. So I think it's, it's a great time. Yep. Uh, that's good. It's a great issue um, written by Roy Thomas and uh, awesome art by Sal Buscema. So uh, looking forward to, to talking about that issue uh, next week. All right. So as always, Bob, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Yes. I mean, this is a, this has been such a great, uh, great uh, series to read. I'm glad we got to do it together and I'm glad uh, we got to share our love of it with, uh, with the listeners. All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbonis. You've been listening to the Captain America comic book fans podcast. (laughs) 